Hello, everyone. I am so excited for today's episode, mostly because I had people knocking down my DMs for me to talk to the wonderful Krista Hutchins. How are you doing today, Krista? I'm doing great, Paige, and I'm so excited to be here. When I saw you were starting this podcast, I was so excited because it is so needed. Yes, and I had so many people tagging me. You need to talk to Krista. You should talk to Krista. (laughs) Krista, have you talked to Paige yet? So I am excited that we are finally making this happen and that we get to talk about all the good things because while we talk about very similar things, we both have like kind of our own like spin and our own angle. And I'm like, that's how this world should just operate. You know, we both, there's room for all of us. hundred percent, hundred percent. So can you tell our audience a little bit about you and what you do and what, what your thing is? Well, I am a chemical engineer by degree. I'm a project manager in the engineering and construction industry and have been for the better part of four decades, kind of scary, but um, (laughs) uh, so I work full time doing that. And uh, on the side, I have a business called Do A New Thing where I work with uh, Christian communicators and coaches mostly who are building their business and ministry on the side while they are either working full-time homeschooling caregiving doing something else that occupies them during the day so that's what i do on the side i love it and uh do you work from home for your full-time no i don't i actually work at a construction site that's about an hour away from home so oh every day yeah five days a week except except every other Friday I get to work from home. So I am working from home today. Um, and so, yeah. My goodness, that, that is a commute. I've it had is. those commutes and they, they're, they're rough sometimes. Yeah, it can be rough for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I always like to ask that question because I also feel like the commuters and the non-commuters have different kind of outlooks on, on what their daily lives look like. Yeah. And I think it's really different if you're commuting, like you're riding a bus or a train or something, or you're in the South like me and you have to drive. Mm. But I am very blessed because my husband uh, has owns his own shop in our little antique district. Mm. And so he has a very flexible schedule and he's actually closed a few days during the week. So he bless his sweetheart. He actually drives me back and forth Mm. to work three days a week. So that means he's making that hour trip yeah twice a day wow <laughs> on those days so he, that really gives me a lot of time to yeah to do some of the things that I couldn't I couldn't do some of the things I do without having that time and I'm so right. grateful and also just like quality time with him too well, yeah quality time with him it's easier on me physically I can, yeah we have, it's, he chauffeurs me we have a van and I sit in the back seat <laughs> and I can <laughs> spread out back there <laughs> Oh, I love it. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard on your body, like physically to be commuting. I remember like, I remember one time I, there was a time where I commuted 40 miles, Mm -hmm. which is about an hour and a half with traffic, um, one, like one way. So I was doing that, you know, twice a day. And I remember I would always call my husband on the phone when, whenever I drive over. And I remember one time I got like this back spasm when I was like, on the freeway uh, and I was like freaking out in the moment he's like just find a place to pull over I'm like I can't pull over there's so much traffic 
<laughs> I'm freaking out, but it is tough on your body. Yeah, it is. I think I've had that. I I love my heated seats. They run all year long just to keep my back, you know, kind of yeah. kind of calm. So you become like a you become like really innovative. I feel right. like when you when you're like a commuter and you commute regularly, you have like your drill and like heated seats. I kept a tennis ball in my like center console. Oh yeah. And like stick that back behind my back and like oh. give myself like a little self massage. That's a good idea. I think I'm gonna go do that when we get off the phone here. You absolutely <laughs> should. So how did you end up in chemical engineering? Oh, it's such a funny story. I um, I was in high school and I walked into my high school um, chemistry teacher's office, uh, room when I was, I, I was a junior, maybe I was a late in my junior year. And I walked into her office and I said, I like chemistry and I like math. What's a good way to combine it? And she said, chemical engineering. And I said, okay, great. I'm going to be a chemical engineer. I had zero idea what that meant at all. <laughs> None, zero. I did not actually have any idea what it meant until I went to start doing my college visits and went to a couple of college campuses and toured the department and they explained to me what it was because you know back then we didn't have the internet to go look up these things and all that right. stuff right we didn't all that wasn't happening um all i did know is that whenever i told people that i was going to be a chemical engineer they all would say Ooh, that's cool. You must be really <laughs> smart. And my Enneagram three heart just loved that, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> so that's how it started. And I didn't really know what it was until I got mm. into it and got into school. And thankfully I did find that I loved it. Oh, um, I did love, it was a great combination of the two subjects that I loved. And then after I got in the workforce and I started working for a while, I realized that I, I loved, I liked the technical part, but I also loved the organizing of people and things and schedules and plans. And that's where that whole planning thing kind of came into my life. And I moved into more of a project management role mm -hmm. rather than actual technical role. So gotcha. that's what I've been doing for, um, you know, more than 30 years. Wow. That's incredible. And also like kind of keeping the same discipline for that long too. Yeah. I feel like you don't really see that with many people anymore. Yeah. And 27 of those years were with the same company. I just, in the last wow. five years changed companies, but yeah, 27 years with the same company. That's, That's incredible too. Yeah. Wow. I just want to like marinate in that for a second because <laughs> also I'm like jealous of that because like <laughs> I always said, like, if it were up to me, I would be at the same place for right. the rest of my life yeah but I also, thought I would be up to me <laughs> yeah I thought it, I would be as well and then it just got to be not the right place and yeah. God moved me into the perfect mm. place to, yeah. for him to be able to do what he wanted me to do on the side and um and so I'm just really grateful for that but yeah. it's been a great career and um and supported our family and all those good things so yeah I'm thankful and, and grateful for it and you have do a new thing Tell me about like the birth of that into your life and like what that journey and process was. Well, I had, uh, I was entering, started when I kind of was entering my empty nest years um, and beginning to look at 
you know, Lord, what do you want me to do with all of this time now? Because I had done all the mom things mm -hmm. in addition to my job. So I was used to doing more than one thing. I had done the youth group things, the high school color guard things, all those yeah. things, right? So I was going into my, my empty nest years and I said, Lord, what do you, what do you want me to do now? And he very surprisingly said, <laughs> led me to Proverbs 31 Ministries online Bible studies to be an online yep. small group leader, cool. which is really hysterical again, because I had spent all of my life in a male dominated career mm -hmm. and I am terrified of large groups of women. And if you had told me that I would become <laughs> this involved in women's Bible study and, and serving women in this way, I would have laughed at you because it was <laughs> the farthest thing from my mind that I even ever would gotcha. have thought I would do. Okay. So, um, so I, I was working with them and that's when I realized I, I began to be introduced to women, very creative women, communicators who had wild ideas and dreams for the Lord that they wanted to do, mm -hmm. but they didn't know how to sort it out into a plan and actually do it. And they yeah. were very frustrated. And so that's how do a new thing was born. I just began serving whoever the Lord brought across my path and helping them figure out their next right steps. And, mm. and then it's just gone from there. Yeah. It's been so about how, seven years. Okay. I was going to ask how, so how many years? So seven, seven years, years of doing yeah. that Mm -hmm. and starting teaching that's kind of funny because I'm like yeah the people you hear from the women who grew up with all brothers mm -hmm. that they're just like I just have dude friends like what yeah. are you talking about <laughs> like you know but I definitely understand kind of there's definitely the stereotypes of women oh, yeah women's ministry yeah, yeah. Um, versus you know any other kind of ministry and stepping into that when you don't fit that mold can be right, right. intimidating or well but thankfully kind of a whole other tangent of that is that the way the lord used me within that ministry was he used my skills in technology and planning and structure and systems mm -hmm to do back end type stuff for that ministry. Yeah. So that was the first time that I really realized that ministry and and work, my professional skills can mm. be used in ministry and it's all the same thing. Ministry yeah. is not just, um, you know, we, we think it's could be just teaching Sunday school to, or working in the nursery or all those things, but right. God can use our professional abilities in ministry as well. And it yeah. also kind of kept me behind the scenes with other kind of techie type people and out of a lot of the drama, which, <laughs> which there wasn't, I mean, there's not a whole lot of drama, obviously right. it hasn't been, but, um, it's been kind of quiet on the backside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. And also when I think there's this idea and I've talked about this a few times, but there's this idea that your job has to be ministry, right? And that's not necessarily always the case. I feel like there's a headspace, this mindset that people say, I either have to have a ministry or I can't do anything. Mm, right. Right. Like, like, right. Yeah. I have, in order to serve God, I have to have some kind of ministry. Right. And, that's and I not think, yeah, no, it's not true. I mean, you're finding yeah. you're, you're serving God in whatever work that you have to do. You're honoring him if you're doing the things that he's given you to do. And um, and so I really believe that. And I just think it's a really, I think it's a sweet gift from the Lord when he allows us to use our professional abilities, our skills, our talents, our gifts, the things that people in the workplace recognize 
when he allows us to use that in ministry, it's just a special sweet spot that is so satisfying and, yeah. and an opportunity is honoring to him. Yeah. And also the, the job that you may be at may be preparing you. Yes. Skill set or personality or character development in a yeah. way that like you, you can't really anticipate, but God has, you know, a plan for how yeah. he's going to utilize those skills like he did with you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So let's talk about the balance. And I say that term so loosely because I had someone say, Paige, there's no such thing as balance is more harmony because like you can't balance it all. So let's talk about the balance (laughs) slash harmony. Harmony slash rhythm. I call it a rhythm. (laughs) Oh, I like that. That's actually one of my words for this year. So let's talk about the rhythm of doing the nine to five thing, as I call it, working for the man Mm -hmm. and having this other passion, this other thing that you're like, no, but God also built me for this. And it's not instead of this, it's Mm -hmm. and this. Right. Yeah. I love living in that and space because I think, you know, women who have these big, these dreams to do things for the Lord, they feel like they they listen to all the gurus and they all say, oh, you know, if you just quit your job and work really hard and hustle longer, you can, you know, God will take care of it. If you just have enough faith, then, you know, it'll all be okay. And, and I do believe there are some people that God calls and says, okay, I want you to walk out on the water with me with no safety net and let's go do this thing. I believe that there are lots of people that the Lord does that with, but he doesn't do that with everybody. Mm -hmm. And if he hasn't called you to that, then just saying, okay, well, I'm just going to quit my job and hope this all works out. That's not faith. That's irresponsibility if God has not called you to that. Mm. And so I love, I, God has not called me to that. I'm very confident and clear in that, in, in my relationship with him, mm. that he has not called me to just step away from my job. And so in the meantime, the, the place of living in that and is just, it is appreciating my job for the blessing that it is and the opportunities that it gives me and the way the Lord has structured my current role Mm. that allows me to, to do some, uh, some freedom to do other things along with it. And so I I think that's just such an important place to be when you're in that and season. Yeah. And I, I, I want to add to that of there's bravery and courage, right? There's the Mm -hmm. stepping out into the water, so to say, but then there's also wisdom and stewardship. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. That's they another kind of rhythm we all need to find. <laughs> right. But yeah. they, they all go hand in hand. And sometimes right. sometimes it's not stepping out of the boat, but approaching a system with, with wisdom and mm-hmm. with good stewardship in mind. Right. So right. what does that look like for you? Well, it, it looks like realizing that at this stage of my life and in my stage of my career, I'm, you know, I'm done climbing the ladder. You know, I don't have any desire in the Lord. That was a big desire for a long time, you know, especially in the technical fields, they find a woman who can, who is smart and can operate in that environment. And they, 
they tended, especially in the, the era that I was in, they tended to like push and say, oh, okay, great. Well, you're going to be the one. You're going to be the mm. one that we promote. You're going to be the one that we move on. Kind of on. like the token woman yeah. in that yeah. industry. And I think there's some, there was, I was kind of in that space where there was a mix of that tokenism versus mm -hmm. I, I truly had skills and there truly were right. people who appreciated those skills. And so, you know, I was in that pushing and, and growing and wanting the corner office and all that kind of thing. Um, and I, you know, I kind of got pretty close to that at, at one point and then didn't. And it, it, and it was hard. It was a hard season of a, a sort of a failure mm -hmm. of a project and, and some just the damage to my reputation, to the company's reputation. Mm. It was a hard season. But coming out of that, the Lord just really showed me that's that's not what I wanted for you long term anyway. Yeah. And and so now it, it looks like being in a in a role that's comfortable, that I that's using my skills. I'm I'm, I'm a significant contributor, but I don't have all of the responsibility and the stress that I had before. And yeah. so I'm just in a different role and in this season of my life, that's the role that the Lord has for me. And I'm totally fine with that. Mm -hmm. And it allowed, like I said, it allows me some freedom that I wouldn't have if I was still trying to push and have that corner office job. Right. Let's talk about that a little bit because I'm in the tech space and I have found that a lot, not necessarily of like being the person who's wanting to be pushed, but even in the corporate environment of like, I remember like I had to fill out a growth plan. Mm -hmm. I had to, I couldn't yeah. be happy with where I was at. I had to always be thinking about the next thing and what my future career goals looked like. Right. And that always felt weird to me. And so I'm going to ask you this question and there's no right answer because I don't <laughs> even have the answer. But for you in that season, like, what was God saying to you about that, if anything? I think in that time, I believe the Lord was opening opportunities for me. Mm. And he was favor giving me his favor and his blessing during that time. I think part of it was to, to learn um, things that I'm using now. Uh, part of it was had I not done those things, I would not have the job that I do now. They're connected. Yeah. And so he, like you said earlier, he, during that time, he was preparing me for something he had for me that I had no idea about. And so I, my, my answer to him was always, I'm just going to keep stepping through the doors that you open. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I, and I, I tried a few times to push a few doors and, um, and that always didn't work out quite so well. So I just kept saying, Lord, I'm just going to open, walk through whatever doors you, you open and, mm -hmm. um, until they stop opening and he just, they've continued to open. Sometimes they open going forward. Sometimes they open going off to a hallway off to the side, right? right? They, they open in different directions. And so mm. just being sensitive about which direction God's opening doors for me and which directions he's closing them, that has been just a comfort and a peace. And I can not let it gnaw at me. You know, I don't yeah. have that inner turmoil that, oh, I really wish I could be there. I, I don't have that in my career because I'm just thankful and, and grateful for where the Lord has led me through the doors. 
Yeah, for sure. So let's talk to let's talk to both people. Let's talk to the person first who wants to climb. Mm-hmm. And someone who may be fine, like loving on Jesus and, you know, living the best Christian life, but they're like, yeah, like I have high career aspirations. Let's talk to them for a second. And like, how do we keep that in check with like God and, and his plan and his, his voice? Yeah. I think there's, there's so many people out there right now who are speaking to that woman. I think that mm-hmm. woman who who um who wants to glorify God through her work but as ambitious that that's okay um God does never God never um said that we couldn't pursue the things that we do with excellence and I think when you are excellent at what you do that kind of growth and that kind of advancement is going to come and so I think for that woman it it's just continuing to recognize that all of this is of the Lord and he's going to to bring the increase is again as you open all as you walk through every door that he opens he's going to bring the in, increase and and take you as far in in your career as he wants you to go mm. and you don't it's not on you it's yeah. on you to work hard and be a good good employee and be a good steward it's not on you to make the opportunities happen that he's going to bring that yeah and i think too in I guess as, as a cautionary word of checking where your identity sits Yes. in all of yeah. that, yeah. I, that's the thing that I just keep seeing culturally, but then also like in the workplace of like, where does your identity sit? Does your identity sit in your job title? Does it sit in how much you make or does it sit in Christ? Like we're called to do. Yeah. And I think one great way to to do that is to stay involved in your local church mm. and with your family, obviously, because I think sometimes I would joke that people at church would not recognize me if they saw me at work and people at work would not recognize me if they saw me at church because right. it, it's just a different environment and it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it keeps you in check to realize I'm really not all that. You know, I, I remember right. being on a mission trip one time and there was a man that was there and something needed to be done and I was in charge of the trip something needed to be done. And I, I asked him to do it. And I'm used to at work, I was the boss, I was used to when I asked people to do things, they do them. And so mm. when I, um, when I, when I did, and he didn't do it, he didn't think it was important and didn't think it needed to be done. So he just didn't do it. I was like, what, what is this? You know, what, <laughs> what? you should be doing what I say. But again, that was where the Lord reminded me I'm there as a servant of him, mm. not as the boss. And, right. um, and so that carries over having that mm. servant attitude, even in the workplace, in the professional, even as you're growing and, and having more authority and having more responsibility in the workplace, you're still serving and having yeah. that servant attitude is also something that keeps you from getting too high on your horse there. Yeah. Now let's talk about the, opposite end of the spectrum which I feel like is like your sweet spot mm-hmm. and like a lot of the women you work with yeah. kind of fall into the spot of the they're just like you know I'm cool with where I'm at I don't need to climb the ladder I'm happy to be providing for my family um, or for myself um, or just my spouse you know whatever their situation is um, but then like there's also I guess, a God dream involved in all of that. What does that look like? 
Um, you know, I think it looks like taking the tiny steps that you can. I think we tried, we see other people who are, maybe they don't have the job or they don't, they're not, you know, teaching homeschool or they're not doing whatever it is that occupies us during the day. And they're pursuing their God dream and they're seeing all this kind of growth and they're getting all these things done and they're getting all these opportunities. And then um, they get frustrated and they lose their joy and they're mm. working really hard all the time. They feel like they're always working and not making the progress that they're made that they want to. We just need to relax a little and realize that that we can if we put everything in its proper place, if we build our life around our dreams and not build our dream around our life, right? We just if we build our build those things into what's happening, then we can take small steps of obedience we can make small steps of growth we can grow our relationships uh, and not feel like we have to keep up with everybody once you make that step that's the hard step to make because you feel like you're comparing to everyone mm -hmm. else yeah but once you make that step and realize okay i don't have to keep up i just have to take the next step and do the next faithful step and then mm -hmm. the next one after that and then see where it goes um, yeah. because you just you can't i can't physically keep up with other things i see people doing right um, it's hard it's a yeah. hard place to be yeah one one thing i i've heard just you know a funny commentary on is when uh, you know scripture tells us like that word is a lamp to our feet mm -hmm. um and a guide to our path and i, I i've heard people say it's not a floodlight Right. And it's a lamp. <laughs> it's like a lamp. it is showing you the next step. It is yes. not showing you the entire road. Right. right. And so sometimes, sometimes our journeys, you know, it's, it's what you said, just taking that next step and, and doing that new thing. Yeah. And I think the other piece of it too, that's really helpful is finding a community of other women. Cause there, I promise you, there are other women out there like that. There are a lot of yeah. them and you need to find those people that you can be, you can link arms with, you can work on things together. You can hold each other accountable. Um, because if you try to do it alone, you know, we're, we're not made to do things alone, especially right. women. God's made us for community. He's made us for connection and we will be much happier working on all those things. If we're working on them with a friend. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and when we're doing all of these things, I think it's, I think it's coming to the understanding that we can absolutely do both. Yes. Like you said earlier, it's in the and, mm -hmm. um, in the and for those who need to hear it again, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, not a grammatically correct sentence, but we'll skip over that. I like but, the way it sounds though. I know. So, you know, being able to be in that space where, you know, two things can be true at once. Now mm -hmm. I'm not saying there's, there's not ultimate truth. There is yeah, yeah. as, <laughs> as a Bible believing Christian, there's absolute truth, but also as we live our life, two things can be true at once. Um, you yeah. know, you can be sad about something and experience happiness at the same time and you can work full time and still pursue your God dream. Yeah. 
Yeah, you can. It's possible and and it's very satisfying, especially it's very hard when you're when you're working full time and you have younger children. Mm. You know, that's very difficult. It's a very difficult season. And and what I say I say to those women is during that season, God may not have given you that dream for you to act on it right now. He may have given you that dream so you can prepare for it for the time when you can act. So you may be gathering resources, making connections where you can, Mm -hmm. networking with people, learning while you're caring for your littles and working full time. And then the day will come where you're, you will have you, it will come. You will have some freedom sometime. (laughs) And in that time, then you'll be prepared. You're not starting from scratch. Um, because that's the time God wants you to actually act on that dream. Yeah, that's something I've been struggling with, but also surrendering to God with right now is he's given me some like real big dreams. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't feel like it's the appropriate time to pull the trigger, so to say. And I have a really bad habit of like fear of missing out, not necessarily of like an experience or something, but like like right now is the right time to see it. For example, this podcast, I've been sitting on this podcast idea for five years oh. and I'm like, <laughs> like, no one's doing it. No one's doing it yet. Should I start it yet? Should I start it yet? And then finally it was the time to start it. Right. And, and so I think like giving yourself permission that like, if it is God ordained in your life, I always like to say there is nothing you can do to stop God's plan. Right, right. It'll be completely obvious that it's time Mm -hmm. for you to be doing that. If it feels like a constant burden, a constant struggle, a constant heaviness, it's causing breakdowns in your relationships. I I like to always ask people to think about the cost, to count the cost. Is the cost Mm. of doing this right now higher than your relationships can bear? Mm. And if it is, it's not time. And you just need to sit back, keep dreaming, keep learning, keep preparing. During that five years, you probably thought of 500 podcast topics and you have podcast topics from now till eternity and and, because you were prepared, (laughs) you know, you, and, and so God will use that time as a a preparing. It's not like you're doing nothing with that dream. You're still actively doing something. It's, but it's preparation and foundation Mm -hmm. work, not necessarily the big flashy thing. Yeah, I'll give y'all a sneak peek of how I am preparing for like a big God dream. Um, I'll give you a sneak peek of it. But part of it is, you know, vacation rental-esque. Mm. Like it's in that. I have a spreadsheet with like the cost breakdown of what it would take to furnish a place from beginning to end. <laughs> Like that is how I am preparing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's not time to act, but you (laughs) are prepared. You are ready. So when the time comes, I, I have my spreadsheet ready with my budget. And that's also giving you some measure of satisfaction that I'm not just sitting on this dream. I'm not just sitting, I'm doing something and there's some, and it keeps that fire burning, right? Mm -hmm. I haven't forgotten about it. I'm still on fire for it. And it just keeps it smoldering until mm-hmm. it's time. Yeah. Oh, I love that. One thing I wanted to come back to that you had mentioned is kind of this, this idea that of, of comparison and mm-hmm. um, you know, there's the saying, you know, 
uh, comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. And, and I totally believe that. Um, so what, when you're working with these women in these spaces who are constantly comparing themselves to, um, maybe some of the big voices out there. Cause when you say like, Oh, the, you know, big voices, the influencer mm-hmm. voices, I'm like, yep. Like I can think of, you know, 10 right off, right. right off the back of, of those big voices, um, in, in our world who are telling us, you know, just take the leap, just do it, you know, just right. go quit your job or whatever it is. What, what are you telling to those women when they're like comparing these two situations with themselves? Well, the first thing I tell people when you are, when you are comparing yourself to someone else and coming up short, um, there's a reason, you know, Mm. you can't always say, you you can say the fluffy word and say, oh, you're just as good as them. You're just as, you know, whatever, you're just as smart as them. There's something, there's, there's a, a level of that, but there's also underneath, there's a level, there's a nugget of truth in that, that. You know, she's far, she is farther ahead than you are. She is making more progress. She is getting more opportunities. So instead of internalizing that and saying, well, it's because I'm bad and I can't do it, look and see what you can learn from her. She's obviously doing something different than you are. And mm. you may find that there are some things she's doing that you can do and you can you can implement and you can make some additional progress. You may see, oh, well, she's able to do that because she can afford to hire somebody to do all the design for her. And I can't do that. And so now it's not about me. It's not about what I can and can't do. It's about I don't have the same resources that she does. I don't have the same time that she does. So, Or it could be I just never thought of that and I can do it too, right? Right. So instead of immediately going to that place of saying, well, you know, I'll never be successful because, because look how great she's doing and I'm not go to that place of what can I learn from her? Mm. And you may learn things about yourself. You may learn things about skills you need. You may learn things about her, um, and, and reach out and celebrate her, congratulate her on how, how great she's doing and develop a relationship. I think that's another thing that I've, I've done consistently over the seven years is I look at people who are able to make more progress than I am. And, and I intentionally reach out and connect with them, celebrate them, support them, encourage them, become part of what they're doing. And I've learned so much by doing that, um, that it it all becomes comparison then becomes a whole learning opportunity instead of a, something that's dragging you down. Yeah. And the other encouragement I would, I would add on to that is there are no two situations that are exactly right. alike. Right. Um, and I, I encounter this. So my husband, he's a lawyer and he runs a practice very successfully, but then he looks at, you know, he's single person practice. He, right. It's him and no one else. Um, not even like an admin or anything. He, <laughs> he is, he keeps the lights on and the wheels turning and he always sees, you know, maybe colleagues or former, um, like former students he went to school with. Mm-hmm. And he always compares them. And I, I just like, I like to remind him and I say, you don't know what their marriage looks like. Right. Yeah. 
you don't know if they're taking vacations right. or what their home life looks like. Right. Or what their and, kids are into or what yeah. they're, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm like, you know, not, not to say like yours is better and, you know, not right. to point fingers and, or wish bad ill, but I think also we, we tend to only see what people are willing to share. Right. And we're not right. willing or and we don't see what people aren't willing to share, which a lot of the times is the suck of life. Right. Things right. that suck. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So there's always everybody's got a bit of life that's not perfect. And so yeah. um we don't we don't we only see, like they say, you often only see somebody's highlight reel mm -hmm. instead of seeing all the bloopers as well. Yeah. So. I like that. I like the bloopers. <laughs> I like that because also, uh, random side note, I was thinking, I'm like, I should like start a series on social media of like calling it like the suck. And like, <laughs> it's like the ugly parts of life. <laughs> like people, yeah. people like post like being all cute at brunch, but really like, I'd rather be like at home oh. in my like stretchy pants. Right. Like, in my jammies. Yeah. Right. For sure. <laughs> It's like the less glamorous part, but yeah. um, I, I like that, the bloopers. <laughs> so if you were able to tell this woman or this, you know, it could be a dude too. I know you work specifically yeah. with women, but um, our, our dude friends out there also might have a big dream. If you were to tell them kind of one thing, what would it be? in in trying to manage their regular day job and their god dream um i think it's ex accepting the season that you're in and being grateful for the blessings that god's given you being grateful for that job that he's given you write them down notice them mm -hmm. every day how that job is a blessing because yeah. we we can easily get when we have a big dream and we want to pursue it with all our heart it is so easy to become bitter and resentful of that job and say mm. i hate getting up and going there i hate being there all day now i i will never get to the point where i don't hate getting out of the bed at 4 30 in the morning <laughs> and getting ready to yeah. go to work i will always hate that but once i'm there i love what i do and i love yeah. the people that i work with and i'm it's a blessing mm -hmm. and so i know that that's some, that's not a situation a lot of people are in toxic work environments that's not but right. even in those places you know find the ways that god is blessing you find the ways he's using your job as a blessing in um, in support of your dream and and not let it become because once that seed of bitterness and resentment gets in in that one space it will grow into all the other spaces of your yeah. life so you have to work really hard to keep that bitterness and resentment out mm. one thing you mentioned earlier too that i'm finding really true in my life and hopefully the people listening are finding true in their life of the things that feel draining mm. versus the things that are life-giving. Yes. And I mean, I'm I'm sure you run into this too when people are like, oh, so what do you do for work? You're like, well, <laughs> buckle up. Like, <laughs> Let me start the list. <laughs> which title do you want first? Yeah. And I, I find myself in a, in a similar position, but I, one, 
comparison, I'm not in the same life circumstance that a lot of other people are. I don't have kids. So, you know, I don't have that have to deal with that. I just get to be cool auntie page. Like Mm -hmm. that's my job right now. But also yeah, like things like this podcast, does this keep me busy? Yes. But it is a life source for me. Yeah. A lot of people don't believe me when they, you know, I, I had somebody one time I posted on, on social media, on my stories, I posted a a checklist of my to-do list on a Saturday and it was Mm. all these work things for my business. And, and somebody was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I mean, you really should learn to take a break. You really should learn to rest because that's what, you know, I'm like, this is rest. This is how the Lord restores me. This is Mm. how he fuels me and fires me up. Now, do I have to be careful about not letting it become so consuming? Yes, I have to battle that and I have to right. you know, I have to make sure that I'm getting enough time away from both jobs, right? Right. But at the same time, you know, my husband is down at his shop all day Saturday. My grown kids are off doing their things. I'm here doing what is restful and restorative right. to me. Mm. And it's okay. I'm yeah. me and the Lord are okay with that. <laughs> yeah. And and when you when you feel it, you'll know it. If yes. if you're if you're listening to this and you're like, I, I don't know what yeah. you're talking about, then you might not have encountered it yet. Yeah. Yeah. There are times when I when I get that way where I think mm-hmm. oh, I don't have any podcast ideas. I gotta come up with something and I'm frustrated and I've over it's usually because mm-hmm. I've overextended myself. Yeah. I've committed to too many things. I haven't given myself enough margin. And, and I, and I do need to back off. That's always a sign for me that it's time to chill it out a little bit, finish what you've started and then look at what comes next. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was, as we were just talking, I was like, it's like using your phone, your regular day-to-day stuff is just like your regular work. It's your regular nine to five of like you just using your phone, but every now and then Mm -hmm. you need to plug it in. Right. And sometimes it's on when it plugs in and it's just right. getting that energy. And Ooh, I and... love that. <laughs> That's a but, great analogy. But then sometimes you have to turn it off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like sometimes it gets glitchy and yeah. needs to restart. It yeah. needs to reboot. Um, yeah. So I love that. I love it. Feel free to use that. That is yours, <laughs> I Krista. I will, no, I will credit you for sure if I use that. <laughs> so uh, as you're talking, I was like, yeah, sometimes the phone needs to be off yeah. to like get back on track, which is like our, you know, maybe like go and like yeah. lock yourself in a cave for yeah, a few well, days. And, and it, it charges, it charges faster. Now, if you are mm-hmm. using it while you're charging it, it's not going to charge as fast. Right. Yeah. So all the other great analogy. There's just oh, a lot you. to unpack there. Thank you. I appreciate it. Good job. Yeah. Well, I, I look forward to seeing a blog post about that from you. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'll do one too. Yeah. Um, well, that's awesome. And, and as that takeaway, we kind of like jump to the end a little bit, but that takeaway of writing down your blessings. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the way, one of the ways that I, um, that I incorporate my faith into my work mm. is, is making sure that I am always looking for the blessings of my job. And then I'm recognizing them in the moment, you know, yeah. when I have a young engineer come to me and ask, you know, how do I do this? Or how do I approach this? Or how do I get this person, you know, and I have the opportunity to mentor them and, uh, and encourage them. 
I just need to stop and say, thank you, Lord, for that opportunity to use mm. what you've taught me. That's why I'm still here. That's why you still have me in this job is yeah. because you've got people here that you want me to touch as well mm. as the people in my business. So, this is a really nerdy question, but where do you write down your blessings? Like, do you have um, a journal? Do you write them like on your mirror, on a post-it, on do, your phone? I do have a journal. I have a okay. special journal. Uh -huh. I actually, I'll put a link to it on my page for you. Yeah. I have a, actually, I have a journal that I sell. It's it's called the Move Forward Journal, and it is a line a day mm. journal that is only for one year. So it's got a page for every day of the month, and okay. then you cycle through every month. So on mm -hmm. the first of the month, second of the month, right? And so you can look back and see all those blessings. When I'm writing mm. down today on the 31st of March, I can see all the blessings that I've had on the 31st of February and the 31st of January. And yeah. it's just a really cool way to see how God moves and works throughout your year. Yeah, so, that's yeah. cool. I, I'm, I'm just such a dork and such a nerd like that. <laughs> and I, I'm found it. I'm finding though, if you don't ask the questions yeah. and you just assume, yeah, like yeah. you'll never grow in that way and you'll never have new ideas in that way. Yeah. I keep my little journal by my bed and at night I write down the things that, you know, whatever thing the Lord has blessed me or, you know, it's not like, not necessarily strictly a gratitude journal. I know a lot right. of people who keep gratitude journals. Um, I saw somebody the other day who's been keeping a gratitude journal for years and she's numbered every one of them. And it was like 21,000 and something, you know, oh, that's, that's really my cool. Gosh. So that was cool. But that's not the way that I I'm way too flighty to do it. Yeah, me like too. That. Me too. That's why this, you know, I just kind of keep it by my bed and at night I write down the things yeah. that I'm either grateful for or the Lord's taught me that day or something about that day I want to remember. Yeah, I love that. So uh, anyone listening, this is your uh, commenda commendation to go and do this. So find yeah. some place to write down your blessings um, yeah. to be able to like have both and be yes. be able to live in the and. Live in the and. Yep. Yeah. Any final thoughts, Krista? No, I think I just I appreciate so much what, what you're doing. And um, I'm glad that after five years of thinking about it, that you're doing it and just praying. <laughs> Praying God's blessings on your ministry thank you. and on thank your business, you. on your work, and just really thankful for you. Mm, I appreciate that. And where can people find you? Um, they can go to doanewthing.com. Uh, we're going to make a special page, right? Doanewthing.com slash nine to five faith. Um, and they can find some resources there. Awesome. And on my podcast, it's called Just One Simple Thing, where we look at just one problem that uh, Christian entrepreneurs and ministry leaders face. And Ooh. we solve it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What's the most recent episode of that? The most recent episode was about um, creating community as an introvert. Ooh. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. So if that piques your interest, yep. up on over the podcast. And we'll link yep. all of these in the show notes. Krista, thank you so much for joining us. That hour just flew by. Yeah. I'm looking at the <laughs> time right now. I'm like, wow, where did that go? Um, but we'll definitely have to chat again. And thank for you sure. so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for joining us. If you liked what you were listening to, make sure you subscribe and hit those five stars and we'll catch you on the next episode.